Greetings and welcome to Let's Talk About Books, baby. And our special guest today is none other than the esteemed author and crime fighter Carson Tate. Hi, Carson. <laughs> Hi, Anita. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Thank you so much for being with us on our first anniversary podcast. I'm excited to be part of it. Um, you have certainly done a lot of interviews over the past year. <laughs> I have. I have. And it has been so much fun. It really has. Um, well, we appreciate you spreading the word. No, And, and you know, Carson, um, you were my first... So, you know, <laughs> that's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, can resist. <laughs> I I know, I know. I opened the door there, and yes. <laughs> but um, yeah, a lot has happened in in the last year, um, and it's been a, a I don't know, kind of a crazy year. Um, I've really. Uh, had the opportunity to talk to a lot of great authors. Um, so it's just been just really um, a joyous trip, um, you know? So. Well, we appreciate you getting the word out about our books. Um, it, it helps to have all these different avenues and, and it's fun to get to talk instead of just, you know, blogging or just writing something that's one-sided. Um, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I can understand that. And, and, you know, I really appreciate you coming back on the show. Um, you know, our, our first interview together, I think, um, uh, I wasn't, um, not that I'm like some kind of advanced, like techno pro right now, <laughs> but, um, I, I definitely did not know as much then as I do now. So hopefully the quality will be a lot better. Um, I'm counting on that. Uh, we're all finding our way. <laughs> yes, we are. Yes, we are. So, so Carson, what has been going on since we have spoken a year ago? Well, I'm a year older. <laughs> <laughs> ah, aren't we are a oh. <laughs> Um, and I have oh two two more books, almost three out. Really. Uh, Yes. Um, I think we talked, I was looking at my Skype calls and we talked um, almost exactly a year ago. It was the 30th of yeah. September. Yeah, I saw that. And um, so since then, I've had um, Pursuit of Happiness came out last December and then Practice Makes Perfect, which is the first book in a new series, came out in June. And... Um, I have an October title, so I'm going to count that since it's almost October. <laughs> Absolutely. What's it's, what's coming out in October? Um, it's called Leading the Witness. It's a romantic intrigue, um, and it's kind of inspired by um, Elizabeth Smart kind of story. It's it basically one of the there are two attorneys um, main characters, and one of them is a prosecutor who's been assigned to a task force to look for a young girl who's been um, abducted. And then the other character is an attorney who um, had something happen to her in her youth that causes her to trigger on this case. So um, 
I have to give all the credit to my wife. She will be sitting around and I'll say, you know, I want to write a book with an ice queen. And she's like, well, why don't you do this? I'm like, okay. <laughs> I just <laughs> took notes. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> wow. She doesn't like to do that so much for the contemporary romances, but the romantic intrigue, she loves to hone in on those. <laughs> oh, we watch a lot of Dateline and <laughs> okay. Lifetime. That's great. Oh my God, that's awesome. So, um, so Pursuit of Happiness, when did that come out? It came out uh, last December. Okay. Um, and it was kind of the the last book in my unofficially titled DC series, um, book set in, in DC. I really liked that one. That was a fun one. Thank you. Thank you. I, I enjoyed I enjoyed writing it. I I don't know if many people noticed it, but the last scene of that book mirrors the last scene of the first book in that series, which is courtship. And they both take place in the same location. Oh, kind of okay. Yeah. Easter egg. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. I'll have to go back and check that out. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure that I noticed that. Yeah, I mean, you know, I notice a lot more than everybody else. I'm, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> Read the book 8,000 times. <laughs> I, I am so glad to hear that. <laughs> so so then, uh, and then Practice Makes Perfect, that just came out this summer, right? Yeah, that was a June release. Um, and it's just something a little different. There's no crime. Um, and, it, but it, there's still, um, it's still legal, a legal, legally based book, <laughs> all legal all the time. <laughs> um, and a- it's about a group of, as I started a series, it's about a group of friends. Um, each book is a standalone. Each book, um, one of the friends has her romance. Um, so you can read them in any order you want, but, um, I always think you get a richer experience if you start from the beginning. The first one is Practice Makes Perfect. Mm-hmm. And it kind of tells the story of these three law, three law school friends who then meet at their five year reunion and realize that although they have their quote unquote dream jobs, they are not happy, and so they decide to quit and open their own law firm. Um, and then kind of takes it from there. The first story um, is with a attorney named Campbell. Um, the second story, which I just turned in not too long ago, um, is the other partner, Abby. And then the last story is about Grace, the last friend, and that'll be out next year. So. Wow, I can't wait. Um, I really, that that was another good, good book. Really was. Um, I loved all three of those characters. Um, you know, they were really awesome Uh really well developed so I'm interested in seeing what happens to them next thanks it was kind of fun to write something fun and flirty and not you know suspenseful yeah, yeah. I really enjoy the suspense but it was nice to take a little break from that nothing dark <laughs> there was no darkness <laughs> there was donuts and happiness <laughs> oh, only romance it was it was great so that was a good one. And leading the witness, can you tell us a little bit about that? Well, that's the one I was just telling you about. Okay, the kind of Elizabeth Smart inspired. Um, uh, okay, just 
kind of based on that premise of someone ha- having been, I, we were talking about, you know, what makes someone an ice queen. Um, and we, the idea came like, if, if, um, if something had happened to you in your youth and how it would, how it would affect how you felt about everything, your mm-hmm. profession, your relationships, um, how you move through the world. Sure. Um, and what, and how you can find love in spite of that. Okay. Um, and so that's kind of what that explores. It is definitely a little darker. I will say that I there's no... I don't believe that there's anything triggering in the book, you know, if, in mm-hmm. terms of if you have had something happen to you. Um, that's all past. And it's not... It, it all deals with the, the main character, Catherine's current life. So... When I say dark, I just mean that she's she's just been in a dark place all her life, okay. and um, she finds her way out of that, of course, because it is a romance. But but not it's not fun and flirty. <laughs> you know? Okay, all right. So, will leading the witness be part of a series, or is it a standalone? It's a standalone. Okay, it's a standalone. All right. Um, I I might. Um, you know, I have a tendency to revisit characters um, and use them in other books. Um, there is a character from this book, I'm not going to tell you who because it'll spoil some things, but um, that I might use her in future books as a secondary character. Uh-huh. Um, so you might see these two characters appear or some of the characters from this book appear in other books, but it won't be part of a series. Okay. I love when that happens. It's just... I- I tend to do it a lot just because, you know, I, sometimes I really like these folks and I, I find good use for them. I think I've used Sky Keaton from It Should Be a Crime in about seven books, maybe, maybe more. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> She's a PI, you know. Yeah. <laughs> she gets around for sure. Yes, she does. <laughs> wow, that's awesome. And so um, are you saying then that Pursuit of Happiness was the end of the DC series. Well, it feels like the end to me. I do okay. think I will revisit these characters in the form of shorter fiction, um, just because I've had a lot of readers uh, reach out and want to know more about what happened after. Um, I like where I ended the book. I didn't want to write an epilogue or, uh, uh, you know, Mm-hmm. I didn't want to revisit it six months later because I felt like it ended on a really high note. Mm-hmm. Okay, and it felt right to end it there for me. Mm-hmm. But I do think I, I don't want to spoil the end. But I, you know, based on how it ended, I think there's a big opening for finding out more about their lives later. And I, but I don't don't foresee writing a novel about that. I do foresee looking back on it in maybe some short stories. Okay. And and how does that feel when you have readers contact you and say, I want more of this character, I want more of this story, you know, and, and is that like pressure or is that incentive or maybe a little of both? I don't know. You know, I, um, I really appreciate when readers reach out and I appreciate everyone's opinion. Um, but I just, at, at the end of the day, I have to go with my gut on where I feel like the story you know, the, the, the arc is over 
<laughs> you yeah, know, right. for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I like to read more about, I mean, I like, to, I, I kind of, I take it as a compliment first, because if you want more, that means you enjoyed what you read. Right. Um, yep. But sometimes, you know, they say always leave them wanting more. Um, I think there's a reason for that. It's because sometimes it's like when a series goes, hangs on too long, <laughs> you yeah. know, oh, on yeah. TV. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, because, because they're still getting good ratings, but sometimes it's like, okay, well, you know, you're done. I yeah. mean, you're not ending on a high note. So yeah. Yeah. I really, I take that into consideration definitely. Mm-hmm. But um, like I said, I feel like, in particular, that book, that series kind of ended. I don't know where you go from there, you know, in terms of uh, I kind of took the, the biggest thing mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. and made it happen. Okay. <laughs> and I think anything after that would be just way too much denouement. You know? Okay. All right. <laughs> but you never know, you know, um, like I think yeah. about and- like, um, I think about like Rad's um, honor series. Um, you know, I thought, oh, absolutely. I thought that was it. I thought we were done. And uh, I think uh, she she has another one coming out maybe next month, um, right? Well, she has a really good way of um, weaving together characters from several series, and you know, to uh, to kind of um, give everybody you know more stage time, yeah, um, in a way that's I mean that that's actually quite brilliant, um, yeah, and I it finds a way to invent new life out of that. Um, and I, you know, I certainly haven't closed the door on trying to do that. Um, if an idea comes to me, I'm, I'm all for it right now. It's just not there, but, but I'm, I'm always open for that. So, um, what are you working on next? You're, you're working on the practice makes perfect sequel. Um, no, no. Okay. (laughs) Um, I'm working on two things. Um, okay. One is a novella. Um, Jenny Frame and Allie Valley and I all have a, um, a book coming out. It's called Still Not Over You. And it is a collection of novellas um, about people who get back together with, you know, unrequited love, their ex something you know um so it's kind of reunion romance um and i'm writing a story for that and then i'm also writing a romantic intrigue called drawn and um in that story um hmm. so an urban street artist who is, you know, just, she specializes in drawing things. Just, she takes her sketch pad and goes and finds things and does street scenes and things. Um, And she, the other main character is a police detective. Um, Anyway, dead bodies start showing up. There are clues that lead to the urban street artists. And so the question is whether or not someone is, um, trying to allure her, frame her, or whether or not she is actually a killer. So cool! Wow, that sounds so like, yeah, that sounds great. <laughs> did Did Lainey give you the kind of premise for that one too? 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's an artist. You know that, right? Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah, I'll be relying on her heavily for <laughs> the art information. Oh, that's great. And I'm really, really interested in this novella that you're working on because Ali Valley and Jenny Frame are like some of my, and, and you, like you, the three of you are like some of my favorite authors. Um, you're all, you're all rocking I, the world, you know? I appreciate that. Um, yeah, I w- I'm very excited to be part of this project with them because they're some of my favorite authors as well. I think they're pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah. They really are. Um, Jenny Frame, like, I love her work because it's, you know, uh, in Scotland and, you know, um, it's, just yeah. a, it's just a whole different <laughs> world than, you know, it's so cool. It's so fun. Oh, totally. And she just immerses you in that world. She um, does. Yeah. She really does. It's amazing. Um, so, wow. So when when can we expect the novella? Do we have a, a, a release date for that yet or no? You know, I'm sure we do. <laughs> okay, okay. Next, I'll look for it next year. It out if I, yeah, it's definitely going to be next year. I, I've, um, you know, we'll have four things out next year, so I'm a little fuzzy on when everything comes out. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. I actually, I, I think, I think next year the books that I will have come out are. Out of Practice, the second book in the Practice Makes uh, the Legal Affairs series, Drawn, will be out in June. And then um, the last book in the Legal Affairs series, Best Practice, should be out in October. Um, and then the novella is somewhere in there. Okay. So You've been busy, Carson Tate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's incredible. So, um, in addition to authoring, right, you have another role or many various roles that you're playing for, um, Bold Strokes books. Is that right? I have a couple, um, and, and sometimes they encompass a bunch of different things, (laughs) Okay, (laughs) but, um, I'm doing the event planning, um, which, you know, involves our, our big events like Women's Week and, um, um, various other large events we do where a, a big bunch of us are going to Clexicon this year. Um, a bunch usually go to GCLS as well. Um, and then I'm also doing, I, I consult with authors on um, doing smaller events and a lot of our authors attend Pride events throughout the year. I would say probably our authors were at between 15 to 20 Pride events this past year. Jeez, that's a lot. Yeah, it is. And, and, you know, we, we put out a lot of information about that on our, all the events that our authors go to, um, are listed on our website. You can go to their author page and see the events or, or just the events information on the website. Nice. Um, but yeah, it's, and our follow, uh, follow bold strips on Facebook. Um, and you'll get the announcements, but it's, it's great because everybody has an opportunity to meet local people in their, in their region. Um, even if you can't go to a GCLS or a Clexicon or Provincetown, your chances are good. Some authors are doing pride events near you. So, yeah, yeah that's true. That's really, that's really, uh, 
brilliant idea, I would say, um, to connect on those local levels. Um, yeah, and it's a lot of fun. I always meet, I, I always do the Dallas Pride and um, I sometimes do some others as well, but um, Dallas is in my backyard. Um, it, I always meet people I've never met before and that are are amazed that these books are out there. And it's, you know, you think everyone would know by now, but it's, it's shocking to me that they don't, yeah. but it's so gratifying to be able to introduce them to it. I know it really, um, it is shocking that, that folks don't really know that this whole world exists. Um, it's, it's incredible to me. Um, but hopefully, you know, people, people find you guys, I think through social media, um, things like, you know, podcasts, um, you know, these, uh, uh pride events. Um, so, and, and I think, um, it can change someone's world, you know? Um, yeah, definitely. I, uh, the last two years at Dallas pride, they did a teen pride, um, in conjunction with the regular pride festival. And, um, we had, you know, like kids with their parents in our booth and the you know, parents are like, okay, you can get two books, you know, or what? I mean, it was just so, <laughs> oh, wow. I, I, it blew me away that there are these parents there buying books for their kids. That's so cool. And, um, I'm tearing up to think about Aww. it. <laughs> it was pretty amazing. Yes. Yeah, that is. That's really cool. You know, uh, it, it's incredible how times have changed, right? Um, definitely, you know, definitely. A, a lot of these cities didn't even have pride festivals, you know, uh, I don't know, 10 years yeah, ago. Yeah. And, and every year there's still, you know, I, every year we get some notice from some n- new locale that's like, we're doing our first pride festival this year. So it's, you know, still making, covering ground, making inroads, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, definitely. Fascinating. Yeah, it is. So you mentioned Women's Week, um, right? So that yeah. is coming up, right? Oh, yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> around the corner. And, In fact, I was preparing for that when when I, when I you called. Okay. <laughs> so, All right. Yeah, it'll be here in a, in a blink. I, I actually leave for Provincetown in two weeks from tomorrow. So, wow. Okay. Um, that's great. And so we, um, what are you guys going to be doing there? Well, we're doing a lot of um, panels and readings and um, ch- author chats. Um, we've got some great stuff going on. Um, the full schedule will be up at the Bold Stroke site this week, and um, it's already on the Women's Week website, which is um, if you just Google Women's Week you'll you'll get there easily um but we uh every morning from like 10 to 11 we'll have q a panels with authors um just to chat and talk about books and then every day at lunch we're um having our brown bag author chats we'll have small groups of authors um they'll be there to entertain you and answer any questions you have. And then in the afternoon we have reading Q and a panels. We also have a meet and greet at the Harbor lounge on Thursday from five to seven. And everyone's welcome to that. All the events are free. We'll have everyone's books for sale. We have over 30 authors attending. Um, and, um, 
all of our events this year will be at the Provincetown Library. That's fantastic. So, That's a great venue. Yeah, it really is. It's central to t- in town, um, easy to get to, and there's great space, and we really appreciate the library for hosting us. They've been awesome. Yeah, they're, they're great people. So um, just so for our listeners who don't really um, aren't familiar with Women's Week, um, every year in Provincetown, Massachusetts, um, they host a Women's Week. It's usually like around Columbus Day um, and it's an entire week. And um, Carson Tate is there every year. Um, and, uh, bold stroke books, um, provide, um, their, um, author panels. Um, and that's what, uh, Carson was, um, referring to and, and just talking to us about, um, and, um, 30 authors is incredible, right? Yeah, it's, um, it's pretty amazing. Um, yeah, we have a lot of authors, um, and so this is just a, a slice of them, but it's, I think you'll find um, something for everybody. Um, every genre is represented. Um, and it's just a fun time. You know, it's, it's fun to reconnect with everyone. Um, as a publisher, we, um, we put on workshops for our authors um, the day before our events begin. Our events begin on Wednesday and go through Saturday. And, um, and so that's a really great connection too, is to be able to go and get some, some education. Um, and we try and do that. A lot of events we attend provide some extra stuff for our authors so that they can get some craft workshops Mm -hmm. and, um, and connect with editors. Um, so a bunch of our editors will be there as well. So that's. It's just a, it's a it's a really great trip for us to take as authors because we get to connect with the publisher with editors face to face and there's no substitute for that. Mm-hmm. So, and then then it's just the bonus fun time is getting to connect with readers all re- all week. Mm-hmm. Do you, do you have a lot of readers? Um, I know you guys have the meet and greet at the Harbor Lounge um, on Thursday night, and do you usually get a lot of readers who who you know, attend that. Yeah, absolutely. And that's fun. Um, because, you know, you could do Q and A's and readings all you want, but being able to make those personal connections is, is just a big bonus. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a cool, always a cool event. So when does this start? Is it October, um, 14th? Our events start on women's week starts on the, um, I think there might be something on Sunday, the 14th, um, and then it goes through the next, the following Sunday, um, the 15th is Columbus day. And then, um, our events start, no, I'm, I'm getting my dates all wrong. I have to look at the calendar. Um, our, our events actually start on the Wednesday, the 16th. Okay, great. But, but women's week has some events that start. I don't know if there's anything on the 13th. I know they officially start on the 14th. Okay, great. Great. And there's all kinds of shenanigans, I'll say, going on that week, right? Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's a great week because if you, like, say you're a reader and your partner reads nonfiction or just really isn't into books like you are, there's plenty of other things to do. Mm -hmm. Um, My favorite thing about it is 
T-Town is it's just such a walkable town. You can, you know, I, I always rent a car and drive from Boston, but then I park the car and never take it out the rest of the week because yeah, you don't need to. No, you don't, right? Um, unless you're going out to, to the beach. Um, yeah, exactly. But you can you can walk down to the beach right there in town mm-hmm. um, and just, you know, if you want to stick your toes in the ocean, um, you could do it right there. Um, and it's just, there's great places to eat. There's comedians, there's musicians, there's movies, there's all kinds of shows. So it's not just, I mean, there's lots of book activities, but, but you can combine that with a bunch of stuff and make it a really great vacation. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you're, you're right. And, uh, this year, right. Leah Delaria bought the, um, post office. Um, oh, yeah. So I saw that she will be up there entertaining during women's week. Um, yes. Yes. So that, absolutely. That'll be, uh, that'll be fun. She's, she's always I'd a like hoop. to buy the post office. Yeah, <laughs> I know that, <laughs> that would be a fun place, right? You guys could have all your it's readings. Not a real in. post office in case anyone wonders. <laughs> yes, it's not. It's like a cabaret, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but they have great shows there, uh, great comedians, uh, some singers. Um, so yeah, good time. Yeah. Good time. And and all the venues are small, so it makes it really nice and intimate. Yeah, it does. You're right. It absolutely does. Um, uh, when you go to the library, um, and sit in on your, uh, readings and, and Q and A sessions, um, it's, it's a nice size crowd, right? It's, it's nothing too yeah. large. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, so Carson, what's, uh, what's next for you? Right. You got, you have these books that you're working on. Um, you're really entrenched in the lesbic world now, right? Well, it, it's a lot of fun. I really enjoy working with the publisher. Um, you know, Radcliffe and, um, Sandy Lowe, the senior editor are great people to work with. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm learning a lot about the publishing industry. I really enjoy that part of it. Um, but I guess event season will start again, you know, soon for 2020. And we've got a lot of things coming up for 2020. I'll definitely be, um, about eight of us went to Clexicon last year. Um, and we have, um, probably around 30 going this year. Um, wow. What a big difference. <laughs> yeah. So, um, we've, we've signed on as a gold sponsor, um, nice. for Clexicon and we're really looking forward to working with them. Um, we'll have a big double booth. We'll be doing signings in the booth with our authors. We'll have authors on panels. We'll be doing a, um, a special panel, um, that I'll wait for Clexcon to announce that, but I've um, got some exciting stuff coming up and very cool. Uh, and that was in know, Vegas I, last year, right? Yeah. And it's, it's always in Vegas. I, I think okay. they also do um, one in London as well. Okay. Um, but yeah, I think Vegas is their home base. It's at the, the Hilton Tropicana, um, okay. which was a great location for the conference itself. Um, and, you know, it's just a lot of fun. And that's another thing, you know, there's a lot there, not just books. So it makes a great venue to, 
to reach out. And if you're interested in any, any media with, um, LGBTQ rep, um, it's a great, great conference to go to really, really enjoyed it. We had, we had huge crowds in all the rooms. We did panels in last year, um, and large crowds for signings. And it was, it was just a blast. We had a great time. Nice. That's really cool. And then um, you mentioned the Golden Crown Literary Society, right? That's that's one that does move around the country. It does, um, which I think is a great, um, that makes it great for people to be able to attend who may not be able to travel across the country. Yeah. Um, This next July, it's going to be in Albuquerque, um, which... Um, is a special place for me. I went to law school in Albuquerque and I lived in Santa Fe for a number of years. So um, I think I've set one book in that part of the country. Um, My third book, Do Not Disturb. Oh, yeah. But but I really enjoy living there and um, I'll go back for green chili. Fresh roasted green chili anytime I can. How about <laughs> it? Oh, yeah. I love Santa Fe. That's like just one of, I think, one of the more peaceful um, places in the United States. Yeah. When I lived there, I was like the number one vacation destination of all my friends and relatives. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, I, I lived in this little condo that was just off the square. And oh, uh, cool. everybody came to visit me. Of course, now it's like, been mowed down and there's these crazy expensive timeshare there. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. (laughs) But it's, it's still a very, very nice place. Um, Is the square to it? Is the square still there? (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Cool. That's cool. Um, I'm sure I couldn't afford to live off the square anymore. (laughs) Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. How how things change. Yeah. (laughs) I moved to Albuquerque when I started law school and, um, and I love Albuquerque too. I've um, never been there. It, it's just gorgeous. Uh, we were able, you know, I just walk out the back door of the law school and look up at Sandia Peak. Wow, it was just absolutely gorgeous. That's so nice. You know, whenever I think of Albuquerque, I think of David Cassidy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know that song that they did, the Partridge Family. Um, yes. You may not know it. I don't know. I know it. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I was a Partridge Family fan club member. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, that's awesome. Good for you. Um, and so, the Golden Crown Literary uh, Society will be in Albuquerque this year. Um, and um, you guys will be there. And um, and what else is going on? Any Anything up, uh, coming up soon? Um, besides P-Town, no. Um you know, just there'll be a break between P Town and, and Clexicon for sure. Um, I'll just have to buckle down and write because <laughs> I've got a lot of projects in the hopper. <laughs> yeah, really. Uh, so, Carson Tate, if you could go back in time, right, and you could change one thing about your life, what would that be? Well, you know. <sighs> tough question well i i can always think of a million things and then i talk myself out of them like i'll give you an example like i think if i could go back in time i would have started writing sooner okay but i you know like 
I might not have gone to law school or I might not have become a lawyer and then my writing would be very different, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's um, true. So, you know, I have a hard time with that. I mean, I probably make some different daily decisions, but as far as big, big time things, mm-hmm. I'm not sure I'd go back and really change anything. I, I think I'm happy with the way things have shaken out. Oh, that's so awesome. That's up that timeline. <laughs> That's so awesome, Carson, really. You know, I don't, I don't know that, that most people would say that. Well, yeah. <laughs> really? That's just... I'm sure uh, forgetting something big, I should change. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Is it juicy? Is it, is it juicy? No, no. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm just, no, I, I really think I'm good. I think I'm good. That's awesome. Good for you. Really good for you. No regrets, right? No, no. Okay. Can't look back. Nope. Only look forward. There you go. All right. Well, we look Oh, wait. Well, I am going to be at an event. I, you know, I wrote this down, so I remember to tell you. Okay. I'm sorry. Just That's okay. me. Um, my memory is like a big... Swiss cheese right now. I understand um, that. You have a lot going on right now. But I wrote this down so I have to, because I want to tell you this because it's the first time I'm telling, I'm making a public announcement about this. So, I, you know, awesome. I was like, I'm going to save this to talk on Anita's show. Um, I do have one event coming up right on the heels of Women's Week. Um, I'm going to be at BoucherCon, which is the world's largest mystery writers fan convention wow that's fantastic it is in dallas um which is pretty awesome and um that's how i was able to fit it in right on the heels of women's week um the theme for this year is denim diamonds and death whoa (laughs) and so it's huge um if anyone has ever been to romantic times that was a ginormous conference um, with, you know, probably 4,000 people. Um, this is on that same level. Um, the, I don't know if, if anyone's been to Dallas, they've seen Reunion Tower, the bowl, the, um, the turns in the sky. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a hotel connected to that, and it's very large, and um, they've booked out that entire hotel for this event. Oh, um, my goodness. That is huge. Still open. But the really awesome, incredible thing is um, I applied to be on a panel, as a lot of authors have, um, and I'm on a panel on, uh, this conference is October 31st through November 3rd, and I'm on a panel on that Saturday uh, morning with, uh, and the panel's called Love and Murder, it's Romantic Suspense, and I'm on a panel with Sandra Brown, um, who has had over 70 New York Times best-selling books. Wow. <laughs> and uh, anyway, so I'm so excited. Oh, yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> to, to be on a panel with her is just amazing. Yes. Um, so there's a, a group of really talented um romantic suspense authors and i'm very honored to be 
be among them. Wow, that is fantastic. That really is awesome. Great job. So that'll be fun. We have, um, I think, about six Bold Trust authors who will be at this um, event. J.M. Redman, Sherry Lewis Wool, um, Ann Lachlan, Greg Heron, myself. Um, so it should be a lot of fun. Oh, cool. Really nice. Nice. So you're, you're on the, um, what was it? Love and murder panel? Love and murder. Okay. You know, (laughs) the two go together hand in hand, right? Hand in hand. (laughs) (laughs) That's fantastic. So that's, um, October 31st through November 3rd, you said? Yeah. And it's in Dallas. I think there's still some registration open if anybody wants to go, um, if you're a mystery fan, it is, it's the place to be. Um, they, you know, have some amazing, amazing authors who will be there. Meg Abbott will be there. James Patterson. Wow. I mean, there's just lots, lots of authors. Um, cool. So. Well, you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> Carson Tate at, is it BoucherCon? BoucherCon. BoucherCon. Okay. Awesome. That's really cool. What a great, what a great event for you, really. Yeah, yeah. I'm very excited about it. Oh, I can't imagine. Yeah, nice. So, um, anything else? Any other parting words you'd like to leave our listeners with? Well, I just really appreciate everybody who tunes into shows like this and who reads our books. Um, you know, some people write as a hobby, but I. I started writing as a hobby, but now I'm pleased to to make a living at it. And so the support of readers is what keeps me in business. And I can't even, I mean, I just can't even adequately convey how happy it makes me to know that people are still buying my books and enjoying them. And thanks to everyone. Well, we do love your books and we look forward to uh coming out in october is leading the witness right um, yeah and uh next year uh the sequel to practice makes perfect the two sequels to it uh, you bet and your uh romance drawn is that right yes okay and the novella right so you have That's a lot novella. coming out <laughs> Uh, we're looking Save forward to all those. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of books to buy. Yeah, definitely. This will actually be available at the Bold Strokes web store um, on Tuesday, the 1st. Um, and then everywhere else a couple of weeks after that. Oh, awesome. And I'm sure it'll be available for uh, at Women's Week in Provincetown, right? Absolutely. We'll have, um, if you're going to be at Women's Week in Provincetown for any of our authors who have October, November releases that are attending their their new books will be out. So fantastic. All right. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Um, Thanks for joining. Liz talk about books, baby. And until next time, may your journey be lighthearted and peace be plenty. And thanks again to Carson Tate. Thank you.